Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about plant medicine and uh, to be more specific about psilocybin mushroom. So if you look at this mushroom, um, like what is it from the spiritual perspective? Um, psilocybin cybin is um, galactic level medicine of the Milky Way galaxy. You can think of it as cosmic medicine. Um, it is powered by various galactic forces, depending on the circumstance. And so when I say that it exists at the galactic level, that means that it works on the galactic level. So what that means is it pursues... <laughs> its mission is aligned with the mission of the Milky Way galaxy. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, what is this mission? Um, maybe l- let me preface that with saying that... Um, as far as plant medicines are concerned or any medicine is concerned, right? They all have different levels and there are only so many um, energies that work at the galactic level specifically. So there are, which is not to say that galactic is the highest level there is, right? It just, there has to be something that is really unique about the plant medicine um, that the galaxy established a partnership with that medicine, mm. right? Yeah. Now there are medicines that work across galaxies but psilocybin happens to be something that is particular to the milky way Mm -hmm. got it um the mission of the milky way is oh god so it's not so easy to explain that in like an elevator pitch (laughs) but largely speaking it's the flip of masculine energies into more feminine energies so um, the sponsoring entity, the sponsoring soul of the Milky Way galaxy, despite being a fe- female um, force, despite being a female entity, um, chose to come in into a more masculine body, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and over time create a flip. And what this means on the galactic level is the switch from an intellect-based universe to a heart-led universe, from something that is governed by the mind to something that is governed by the emotion and feeling and the heart. That's mm-hmm. the flip and that's the mission. Hmm. I see. So, and the mission of the psilocybin is exactly the same. The mission of psilocybin to is to help the Milky Way galaxy get on with her mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So they work in various ways right and 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 the way that psychedelics work and in general plant medicine it's not a straight line it's not a very linear approach it's actually a little bit of a winding path and um 
sometimes it might seem like this is not the shortcut, like how, how, how these medicines work. Sometimes it feels like it's the long way. Uh, but the medicine knows better because it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty ancient spirit, actually, or spirits, should I say, that um, guide and govern this medicine. And so when I say that it's aligned with the mission of the Milky Way, what I mean is that generally when the galaxies formed, um, it, again, like there's a sponsoring entity, there is a soul that takes that um, takes on a challenge of, you know, embodying that and, and, and living through that experience. And there are generally helpers that are invited on for the journey at the galactic level. So uh, in this particular case, psilocybin, magic mushrooms, have been invited to join in on this mission, which is not to say that the entities that are sponsoring mushrooms um, in and of themselves have the same exact mission as the Milky Way galaxy, right. but they're just here for the ride. Mm -hmm. And so they're doing everything possible to make sure that that larger mission comes to fruition. Hmm. And <clears throat> there are the enablers, the galactic enablers. Is there uh, a, like a local mission then, like on the planet, on this planet? Well, the local mission, and again, like it's not, it's not very linear and very straightforward. Mm -hmm. uh, but the local mission is informed by the global mission, right? Hmm. Uh, and we've been there before in like some other episodes, but the solar system is in essence a very masculine system. It is governed by the male sun. Um, it is most of the energies, like 80% or so, of the solar system are masculine energies. So this is a really, really good point to kind of like if, if, if you know, if, if you had an army, like this would be a good point for you to, to send the troops to, because this is one of the key areas where the flip could happen from the uh, largely masculine consciousness to the largely feminine consciousness, mm -hmm. right? Um, and of course, planet Earth, as we've already discussed in some earlier episodes, is this first domino expected to be the first domino for the solar system. Yeah, makes sense. Um, because it is supported by, obviously Gaia herself is a very beautiful feminine spirit and she's supported by the moon energies, which is um, an even more ancient and even wiser feminine spirit, right? Mm -hmm. So um, this is one of the focal points within the Milky Way galaxy that, um, you know, this plant, specific plant medicine is, is working. And the mission, if we kind of like look at maybe like a little bit of a, like less lofty level and more like bringing it home, mm -hmm. the mission is to expand consciousness enough that it becomes um, more inclusive, right? Um, technically speaking, what you find with masculine-led worlds and universes is that masculinity uh, as an energy is a little bit more rigid or a lot more rigid than the feminine energy. So feminine energies thrive on this concept of malleability and this concept of flexibility, whereas um, masculine energies are straight shooters and they're more of a straight line. And because of that, they tend to be the universes of tunnel vision. And what I mean by that is limited perception. Tunnel vision perception and limited perception are one and the same thing. So, um, beings that incarnate in masculine type planets, uh, masculine-based universes in general, tend to only be able to perceive from one vantage point. So their assemblage point is exceptionally fixed. 
Whereas in the female-based universes, that assemblage point is a lot more flexible and it tends to move around. And so because part of the mission of psilocybin in this particular case is expanding consciousness and expanding awareness, they start working at the assemblage point level to turn something that is a very masculine, narrow-minded, straight line perception into something that is a lot more flexible and all-encompassing which is a lot more characteristic of the feminine type world hmm. does this bring home yeah. does yeah, it? okay yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that just checking because that that's kind of a little a little complicated but really i'm trying to say a very simple thing they're expanding your consciousness to bring in the the, the femininity f- the flex flexible femininity now the way you uh flip the world from masculine to feminine is not by coercing or m- forcing somebody into the shift it has to be a choice mm-hmm. right because this is a free will based universe obviously first and foremost and so um they're here to expand your consciousness just enough so you start getting into that like you know the beginning um the beginning stages of unity so very often when mushrooms work with people um, especially the, uh, the, the, the beings, uh, humans that are ready to accept the medicine, because not everybody who takes mushrooms takes it with an intention as a medicine. Some, I mean, the, the vast majority of people, of people take it as a means of entertainment, at which case, you know, it's not going to apply to those cases. But um, generally, the way mushrooms start working with people who are on the path is by showing them unity with nature. That is like that first domino, the, the first step um, on, on the path. So very often people would experience things like, um, they're hyper attentive to the living things and living beings around them. They're, um, hyper present to this division in the world of like living and animate versus inanimate and dead. Um, they, you know, very often would have deeper perceptions of everything in nature from the trees to, um, the other different plants like fruit to the sky and would experience like unity with everything that is right which in essence help expand the heart center and that is by the way like the number one center that um psilocybin works with is the heart center so it is a very green medicine so Mm. to say yeah so uh, that's where it goes straight up right and again we remember um that the green center the heart center is the bridge between lower and higher chakras and it's really important to unlock that bridge obviously for the overall evolution of the planet and each individual um and as well of course you know the heart center is a very feminine center uh both on the planetary level uh personal level galactic level however you want to look at it Mm-hmm. So that's why very often psilocybin is going to work at the heart center and um, it, very often it would deal with traumas of the heart um, and self-perception that, um, you know, caused painful experiences in humans because pain is an emotion that tends to live in the heart. Um, so, yeah, like basically the way this medicine works is through opening uh, the chakra center, unblocking it. And of course, as you open your your heart center, you expand your perception of self. Mm-hmm. Um, in and, and so like me versus other kind of like blends in. And so, like I said, very often, um, that's why sometimes you, you know, um, they would tell you, oh, like mushrooms are really good to do in nature is because that first connection that humanity um, has with nature 
um, that most intimate connection happens through the heart center. So by definition, right, if you are, and again, nature also vibrates at the heart center. So you have this perfect alignment when, uh, when you're taking this plant medicine in nature because your own heart center expands, right? And you're able to receive the frequencies of nature that have always been there for you for the taking, but you just never were open enough to receive them, mm-hmm. right? So uh, very often people would um, almost feel like, you know, that in nature, it makes like that whole experience 10 times better, or 10 times more meaningful. Yeah. So I wonder, um, like, how does it actually work? Uh, because uh, I kind of see now how it affects the your heart center, but does it go through like specific energy channels that kind of connects uh, with the specific entity that helps to open this center? Like, how does it work? On the physical on the, level or on the, the energetic level? Energetic level, yes. Okay. Um, on the energetic level, um, what in order to understand, I think how something works, you need to understand what like the mechanism is mm-hmm. um, that the sponsoring entities put forth uh, to enable this this medicine. Um, so basically, um, the way this medicine anchors into this planet is is the heart chakra. So for anything to become Anytime you have a higher level energy, like a higher dimensional frequency, trying to manifest itself in the physical for some type of activational work, you need an anchor because it needs some place to hook itself into. Otherwise, it's it's not real. It's it's too ephemeral. It's too high frequency to be able to make a true dent. And it's not even going to um, be... Um, like it's not going to be in the realm of perception for normal humans. So the mechanism through which psilocybin anchors into this reality is the green heart center, because that is also the vibration of that medicine, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can kind of like only anchor into um, your own type of frequency, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So like like attracts like, and that, that, that kind of like spans different dimensions. So... There are multiple beings. It's not one, right? Uh, With different plant medicines, the answer is different. But like with psilocybin, there's actually three major groups of souls, um, over 100 souls total, that govern uh, this plant medicine. Um, There are, there is one group um, that is governing that experience from... um, the spiritual perspective what i mean by that is um only one out of three groups works with people who take mushrooms intentionally as a spiritual self uh, like um self-exploratory uh, tool mm-hmm. right there's only one group for that and then there are the other two groups they um they just work with with folks that are taking the the uh, medicine on the more recreational level now there are two groups because there are a lot more people that would just take that for entertainment as opposed to actual true work mm-hmm. and enlightenment and development or however yeah, else you want to call interesting. it interesting <laughs> i didn't know that they even governed this part <laughs> yeah and then uh of course this one group that governs the spiritual kind of like enlightenment type experiences the the, the more universal truths 
they are high vibrational beings, so they're um, seven and eighth dimensional souls, um, like in terms of their level. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, the other ones are sixth dimensional. The other two groups are sixth dimensional. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting um, medicine because your experience is going to be not only governed by which group conducts and pulls the strings so to say but also which soul or spirit within that group is your sponsoring entity for the day hmm. for the day <laughs> yeah which is not really the case with a lot of other um plant medicines or just plants in general uh very often plants would have um you know just like one or two sponsoring entities but because the mission in this particular case is galactic level there are multiple souls that volunteered to be the vessels and the carriers and the guides for this type of medicine. Hmm. Now, of course, when you on planet Earth are taking the medicine, they know exactly who you are. They know your heart. They know your intention. And they also know that, you know, your particular frequency for that day. Right. And so based on that, you would be paired with a particular guide for that day. So you might be, I don't know, taking medicine 10 different times and you might get 10 different guides or you might get the same guide 10 times. It all <laughs> depends. Yeah. So, but how, how does it work at the end? They connect and they do some energetic work on your heart? Oh, um, yes. I didn't realize I didn't even fully answer your question. I got carried away here. So um, basically, you know, well, let's start maybe with the physical, right? So like as the medicine gets into your bloodstream, um, it really starts activating your heart, like even your, so like, um, it, might, it might not be very perceptible, but like to you, but like, um, your capacity for pumping blood really expands. So like you, even on the physical level, your heart expands when you take psilocybin. Um, and then, um, uh, basically when the physical heart is, is, is more expanded, you know, of course your chakra by definition becomes more expanded and so it is the center that starts receiving information and so um the way that it shifts kind of like part part one of one thing that happens is um your heart center instead of be being this very often with chakras yes they receive information but like um a lot of the heart center is the output mm -hmm. right so say there is the input and the output they tend to flip the output to become the input so you know your your heart center used to have the input and the output say 50 50 right so the 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 giving and the receiving they flip that part which is the giving and so you you become like receiving 2x hmm. so both of these parts are in the receiving mode mm -hmm. and that's why it's like expanded perception because they momentarily flip how the the energy center works that's why even your pupils are dilated because you're just receiving information like crazy hmm. now the heart center is not the only center that's open it also opens your third eye it opens your throat it opens your solar plexus like a lot of the centers get expanded mm -hmm. right and so a lot of these centers start receiving information yeah where they used to be exchanging before now, an exchange still happens, but to a much, much, much lesser extent. So it's a lot of it is like, that's why it's, it feels like receiving downloads. I'm receiving, receiving, receiving. Well, you're receiving because the thing, like the parts of you that generally give are switched into the receiving mode. That's why it feels like, oh my God, all of these downloads. Uh -huh. Right. 
and uh, if you look at uh, this group that governs uh, this um, particular experience right uh, spiritual experience uh, is there a particular group inside this group that works with the, our planet and how would it be different right between uh, them no to be honest um it's less so they're not really planet specific um they're more like vibration specific mm-hmm. oh depending on your vibration yeah. yeah depending on your vibration as a human and depending on your intention as well mm-hmm. they would so work. it's a very limited range though limited range of what of frequencies on this planet i guess yes it is a limited range of frequencies but it's not to say that um everybody who incarnates on this planet is the same level of the soul all right and uh, the match happens at soul level Mm. so if your soul is extremely ancient they will pair you with the most ancient guides that they have available because those guides have the highest propensity for teaching you something although obviously you can learn from anyone Mm -hmm. right because your perception here in 3d is quite limited but still like you tend to be matched accordingly because like again like attracts like right so your soul being very ancient is going to attract more ancient more seasoned teachers and masters right because you can understand this teaching right well they hold the keys to deeper secrets of the universe and can better communicate them to you Mm. Mm -hmm. whereas like a young soul it's kind of like i don't know like um like take Einstein like Einstein is not going to be your kindergarten teacher because Einstein is going to get bored and the kindergartner is going to be like who is this guy and why is he talking about e equals mc squared like I don't get it right so that's why people <laughs> like teachers and, and, and students get paired accordingly they get paired according to their level yeah so same same, same thing here. here nothing is really different awesome that makes sense now okay and uh, how does the current relationship between humanity and this plant medicine look like it's not a bad relationship outside of the fact that the guides would really wish to see more people taking mushrooms intentionally as opposed to taking it as a means of having fun or being entertained or just seeing seeing visually pretty pictures and just forgetting wh- who they are, right? Mm-hmm. So they like proportionately, they would prefer that more people took the medicine intentionally as a medicine as opposed to as a recreational drug, mm-hmm. right? But it's not a bad relationship. It's not a tarnished relationship. Like the the plant, like this plant medicine, again, like given that the fact that it's sponsored by a hundred different entities, right? Um it has its own collective consciousness because and so it it does it has less of an ego of self and has more of a group think mentality Mm -hmm. right whereas with plant medicines or just plants in general that are governed by one soul you have a much limited more limited perspective so that's why psilocybin and mushrooms in general they span the gamut um there it's a very flexible medicine um, you'll get what you need based on your level, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, and it, it'll work with you. But it's it's a good relationship. I would say it's a healthy relationship in general. Um, psilocybin has, I mean, this this entity um, has a really healthy relationship with pretty much most of uh, the Milky Way galaxy. Mm-hmm. And, and planet Earth is no exception. Got it. 
and uh, as I understand there are many different um, kinds of this mushroom yes right it's just the, the many element. kinds and that's why like that's the other thing right like there are many entities that are sponsoring it so there are like many different plants here mm-hmm. kind of like oh you know different formats that could come in so they're also attached to different forms of mushroom basically right eh, not really no, no. not really <laughs> it just kind of like communicates that it's not as a homo- it's not that homogenous as a group mm-hmm. that's why it's like the, you know it comes through different mm, got it i see what you plants mean. yeah okay and um seems like this uh plant medicine is very ancient uh what what role did it play in development of humanity Huh. Well, what role did it play in the development of humanity? I mean, the role is really the same. It has been opening humanity's perception and helping alter the assemblage point to expand and to enable the greater learning, the mm-hmm. learning about the universe, one another, and most importantly, themselves. Because it's through the knowing of self that the knowing of other happens. It's through the knowing of self that the flip can even be enabled. So it's it's not really that that work that has been happening through ages and, and, and generations hasn't necessarily been different. Hmm. Now, originally, uh, psilocybin has been brought into this planet by extraterrestrials and, and kind of like planted in here for, you know... Um, at the times where humanity was even less developed than today as, as a species. And it has helped and, you know, it has been instrumental in um, even a lot of inventions, right? Like some of the biggest aha moments for humanity has come from mushrooms as well as it inspired a lot of art. Right. And art obviously is, um, is a, well, maybe not obvious. Art is... I'm looking for the right word. It is an act or an activity that enables the healing of the collective within humanity. We've never spoken about art, but it's kind of interesting. Mm. So when there is an artist, right, whichever, sculptor, painter, writer, poet, doesn't matter. Generally speaking, when they're tapping, um, obviously to produce art, you need to be inspired, right? Um, And to be inspired, you need to tap into some well in the universe generally it's some place within the akashic field to be able to download a stream of something um and generally artists come as healers through their artistic art uh, through their artistic form so very often and like sometimes you would look at look at modern art not the prettiest things like um i don't know picasso for instance like not necessarily your prettiest, prettiest classical paintings or whatnot. But the reason that these artists come is because they need to expose some shadow in the collective and they do so. And they need to not, not only expose it, but they need to heal it. And they heal it through downloading the codes into their work, into their paintings, etc. And by the virtue of them putting that on, on, on paper, on, on a flat surface, or it doesn't have to be a flat surface, I guess, if you're a sculptor, they enable the healing at the collective level. So each of them that comes, they um, heal like one cell within that collective 
consciousness. And so sometimes this art is ugly, but it's only ugly because the healing that's needed is a pretty intense healing. Mm. Right. And that's why like truly what you're observing in the museum of, um, I don't know, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, any art museum, the Louvre, um, you're observing the healing of the human shadow, the different facets of it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, all this art where, um, you know, the classical art where like everything is really perfect and everything is like very well proportioned. And, you know, um, a, a lot of the times they would paint um, beautiful, like, I don't know, angels or like beautiful people, like very well proportioned. Mm -hmm. That was humanity grappling with the fact that they're imperfect. Mm. Like the imperfection and that the I'm not enough was being healed through producing art that is. Just to give you an example that's cool and then the the picasso era and like the modern art era is actually humanity coming to terms that everything is not as binary as they thought hmm. right that was like the precursor to like a lot of people with i don't know like gay lesbian transgender everything that that was the precursor to that and the humanity staking and putting the claim on identity and sometimes not wanting to put an identity on themselves. And that's why you, you like, um, you have these distorted images sometimes because it's like the reimagining. It's kind of like the taking and pulling apart of the whole and putting it back together in the way that you want, as opposed to in the way that society wants you to. And the reason I'm going into this, this whole thing right now, right, is, is you ask me like, how does, how do mushrooms work? in the collective mm -hmm. they work by exposing the shadow so people who have that artistic streak in their soul aspect could come and produce art that could heal humanity so that is a big 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 part and contribution of psilocybin to the culture as well as just the well-being of this planet mm -hmm. that makes sense and um how does the future of uh psilocybin look like um <laughs> well kind of like more like it's past like the future in this case is more more like the past um i am seeing um the pendulum starting to swing a little bit with more people taking mushrooms but the, this new streak this new stream of people that's coming are people who are more intentional with how they take the medicine Mm -hmm. um, and they are a lot more aware of what to expect. And a lot more people are coming to this, viewing this as a medicine as opposed to viewing this as a recreational substance. So that is going to be what's different. And what that is going to inadvertently enable is more progress, right? More people with that experience an altered state of consciousness, more people that are able to face their potentially like shadow aspects and become whole in the process. More people that are able to be on the path and on their mission, more people that get the, get the answers that they need, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually seeing the pendulum being swung in the right direction as far as, you know, the reasons why and, and, and hence the result of the whole mission. Oh, you also mentioned that uh, people are going to get answers, uh, right? So is it kind of a side effect of uh, expansion of all your chakras or it's just your heart is so expanded that you... No, no, it's 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 collective. It's, collective. it's all the chakras. All yes, the of chakras. course. Same with uh, art. And uh, you also mentioned that inventions, it's more like 
all of them work this way so sometimes it's like oh aha moment well we haven't uh, spoken a lot about increased perception but that what, what happens when your um, assemblage point is not fixed is you're able to see everything from multiple different angles or a different angle and that is all the aha that you need sometimes it's mm. just getting outside of your limited perception mm. to see what else is out there because you don't forget your past perception but you get this new one on top of it and by the virtue of you comparing the two, you get an insight, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that's how altered perception works. And also altered perception, you know, really thins down the veil that separates this planet from the, well, this dimension, should I say, from higher dimensional spaces, mm -hmm. as well as it thins the veil between this current incarnation and other incarnations. So you just get um, access to the uh, inadvertently you get access to the Akashic field uh, at least your personal one yeah um, and through that you can get insight and the answers to the questions at least of like what am I meant to be doing here because that information is stored in the Akashic field because when you come to this infor uh, information incarnation um, there is a cell that's created in the Akashic field for this incarnation that already has all the records of what your higher self intended for you to do. So that becomes accessible to you when you're on psilocybin with the right intention, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So intention is exceptionally important. Intention is the same thing as, well, you know how like you and I are talking, right? Mm -hmm. And and you're, you're asking me questions and I'm giving you answers, but the frequency of the question and the answer is the same. Right. So in order for you to be able to get the good answer, you need to ask me the good question. So the same thing with intention, right? If prior to taking mushrooms, you set an intention for exactly what you want to get, the answer must come forward because an intention is kind of like asking a question or putting a request to the universe and the request and the answer to that request have the same frequency. So again, through like attracts like, um, this plant medicine is bound to get you what you want, right? And by the virtue of it lowering the veil or thinning down the veil, you would have access to the different cells within the Akashic fields that contain the answers. So it's easy for you to extract them. Hmm. I see. So that's why intention is paramount. Really yeah. Paramount. In fact, I would say it's a waste of a trip mm -hmm. if you don't set intention. And I would suggest setting it in writing. Like write it out. Mm. That would be like really set in stone intention. Hmm. That's awesome. But also, also, because uh, what I see is a, a lot of people being like terribly upset because <laughs> I see some of you taking mushrooms after this episode and then being like, well, I said the intention just like she told me. And then it they didn't give me what I was asking for. Like, why? And what the hell? OK, you guys. You're not smarter than the universe, let me tell you. So, yes, you said the intention. And the, the, whatever the answer comes through, I guarantee you was the answer to your question that you were like the, the, the frequency that you were putting forth when you were writing that intention, whether it comes across to you as such or not. Hmm. Right. Again, because the answers are being provided to you from a higher perspective and from your limited perspective, you're just not able to see how the dots connect. But I promise you they connect. So every single time you said the intention, even, even if it doesn't seem like you got the answers, you did. Rest <laughs> assured. Just yeah. wanted to put it out there so you guys don't say that I'm a liar or anything. 
uh, does it have uh, any um, uh, shadow side or like a negative side? Uh, you mean the medicine itself? The medicine, yeah. Um, okay. They don't doesn't have the shadow side. Uh, however, each entity, each sponsoring entity, each one of the spirits of the the one hundred or so has a perspective and a vantage point and that's why a bias right it doesn't have a shadow side but it has a bias they have a different ways of teaching different ways of teaching and different ways of perception because they're going to be teaching from their vantage point not from the position of source right and that's why they're biased and of course you're biased and then the other shadow aspect and i wouldn't necessarily call it a shadow aspect but as you're healing your own shadow, sometimes it comes with pain and suffering and experiences that don't come across as necessarily pleasurable. And could you perceive that as a shadow aspect of, of a plant medicine? You could, depending on your level of awareness. From my perspective, it's not. It comes with a territory. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. kind of like sometimes, like you know, when you break the bone and the bro bone grows back, but it grows back in the wrong way, like you need to break it in order to regrow it in the most seamless way possible. Sometimes like working with your shadow feels the same way. Like, why the hell are you breaking my bone, dude? Like, really, it's painful. Yeah, it's painful, but that bone was not growing in the way that is conducive to your, you know, to your future. Mm -hmm. Right. It was yeah. it, it had to be broken. Right. Because it was cracked anyhow. So, yeah, sometimes that experience can be painful. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. And also every plant medicine is your mirror so if you go through an experience and it's a bad trip remember that, that was your mirror so there's something about your reality or your expectation or your perception that has enabled that mirror to show back a negative experience to you mm. and again from my perspective it's not a shadow aspect it's just the way things are right Right. Mm -hmm. And chances are, if you're experiencing this in psychedelics, chances are you're experiencing it elsewhere in life. Because, uh, you know, this is a mirror based universe. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So if you're having like a bad trip, say on, on, a, on mushrooms or whatever, um, it's, it's just a mirror of some unhealed part of yourself that needs healing. That's why it's calling your attention to it. Mm -hmm. So healing it. And moving on is, is really the answer here. Got it. That's awesome. How do you know if uh, you should try this plant medicine? Very often, every plant medicine is going to choose you before you choose it. So very often, you would almost like get a calling from those spirits that um, guide the medicine. Uh, and the calling can come in many, many different ways. Sometimes it's just coming across the information about the plant medicine that really st sticks with you and catches your interest and picks your eye, catches your eye and picks your interest, sorry. Um, sometimes it's like a friend telling you about the experience that they had. But you would know that like if, if that plant medicine is, is like looking to come into your life, you would start seeing content and just like signs and reminders everywhere that you need to take it somehow, some way. Or some person might even come to your life and be like, you should do it. You should do it. Um, it's, it's, it's basically a calling is what I'm saying, mm -hmm. 
right? Yeah. Like the medicine, if you really need it, would call to you. It would call your name. Mm-hmm. More often than not. Yeah, and uh, also, as I understand, all these entities that govern this uh, medicine, are they like on the female side? Because like they're trying to flip. Uh, you mean are all the sponsoring entities female? Yeah. Absolutely not. Or they they just happen to know how to switch to female energies? Well, they happen to be higher dimensional, which means oh. that they have the female energies a lot more integrated into themselves integrated. as lower compared to lower dimensional beings. Got it. That's why they can teach that. Yeah. Mm. Because they come from a place of oneness. Got it. That makes sense. Compared to you. Yeah. Compared yes. to us. Yeah. And... Um, Whereas you come from the place of division and separateness. Right. Yeah. yeah. What about the... Um, 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 based on the person who grew this uh, plant medicine, uh, does it possess different qualities? Like wild or homegrown, homegrown? I mean, what? obviously, like every single thing. So like um, every plant, right? Um has multiple aspects like multiple energetic facets to it one facet that the plant uh, absorbs is uh, its surroundings right like the water that it drinks the soil that it grows in the sun like the particular angle of the sun that falls on it etc etc and then of course the human being if it's a grower right would impart part of their etheric field part of their aura into the mushroom because the mushroom exists in the vicinity of that person right Mm -hmm. And somebody also paid that person for the mushroom. So those energies have become intermingled and commingled. Right. So it's not that if entity A, sponsoring entity A of the mushroom pack, selected you to be their guinea pig or to be their student for the day. It's not that they can come through the low vibrational mushroom. They can. They can come through any mushroom that it has a, like a psilocybin in it. However... Because the energies of the grower are very much inherent in the physicality of the mushroom, not just the physicality, but the energy part of that body as well. That initial one to two hours of your trip could be governed by those energies also because this other entity is going to have to overcome the etheric field of somebody else to get through to you. Hmm. If that makes sense. So if you don't want to deal with that, or if you're not sure that the the grower of the plant medicine is a very high vibrational being that you can trust, I recommend resetting the mushroom. Meaning just set uh, set its energy to zero. Don't charge the mushroom with good stuff, but reset the energy. And the way you reset the energy is um, a little bit how... um, it's not dissimilar to how you quiet down the internal dialogue because quieting down the internal dialogue is taking your internal dialogue to zero. So the practice would be you would have the mushrooms in a little bowl or whatever, and then you would take the palms of your hands, right? And feel like, you know, you want to feel the static electricity between the two palms of your hands. And then what you would take is you would take your right hand, bring it to the left of the bowl and do a swipe. And as you swipe over the mushrooms, have an intention of erasing any frequencies 
from that mushroom other than its own inherent frequencies. So any external frequencies, like you remove those external frequencies with a swipe of your right hand, then take your left hand, put it to the right side of the bowl and do another sweeping motion over the mushrooms to remove the rest of the frequencies. And that's how you clean and clear the energy of something, a substance before taking it. What this would enable you to do is the energy of the mushroom is pure. It's not necessarily charged with like high vibrational anything because the high vibrations are going to come from the sponsoring entity. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is make sure that none of the lower dimensional frequencies such as the grower, the soil, or what have you are present in order to prevent the higher energies from coming through. Got it. That's awesome. That's important. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing this amazing information with us today. Now I'm going to end this session. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a topic we should explore in the future, please email us at hello at conversationswithmyhigherself.co. If you resonate with our message, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode with your friends. The world is going to be better off for it. With much love, Maria and Sergey.